any conception of the divine, right, is filtered through our human consciousness. Mm -hmm. And if it makes sense to me to relate to the divine as a feminine energy, that is no different or less than or less legitimate than the ways in which I was raised to think about the divine, which was as a masculine energy. Hello and welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. Carrie Pizzullo is the founder of Ancient Magic Modern Living, a program of energetic, intuitive, and spiritual empowerment for women. She has a PhD in American women's history and is the author of Bachelors and Bunnies, The Sexual History of Playboy. She's currently working on a new book, Death is a Woman, Mystical Lessons on Life, Death, and Grief in a Dying World. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's beautiful to um, to see uh, so much in your in your background. So one of the first questions I have is, how did you get into your field? What was your calling? Um, well, well, I have all of these kind of um, what seem to be divergent baskets of interests and passions <laughs> that I've explored um, professionally. Really, the commonality is about um, discovering, re, um, rediscovering, I would say, women's lost voices and power, mm. whether that's through history, whether that's through spirituality, that's always been a really driving thing for me. Mm. And I mean, even when I was a kid, I, I think I was in um, fourth or fifth grade. And I, I published an article in my elementary school newspaper, um, accusing our gym teacher of being a chauvinist. <laughs> and so <laughs> this has just always been a thing for me. Um, um my dad kind of programmed me as a kid to uh, be interested in history. And so that's what I initially pursued as my professional path. Mm -hmm. And so I got my PhD and became a successful academic um, and kind of ironically became um, a, a sort of leading expert on Playboy magazine, which seems hilarious to me to this day. <laughs> but um, I had always also been fascinated in anything spiritual, supernatural, as a kid, the paranormal, anything like that, sort of the, the spirit world always called to me. And I had what I consider to be a spiritual awakening in 2013. Mm -hmm. And so all these sort of general interests and um, sort of fascinations with the spiritual world became formal for me mm -hmm. and official. And that's when I realized um, that my path was pagan. My path was witchcraft. Wow. My path was the goddess. And I had a full-time uh, tenure-track academic job at the time, which is like the Holy Grail. Right. Um, but I soon started to consider that I wanted to leave academia and devote myself to my spiritual path um, full-time, personally, professionally. And eventually, I was able to do that. So I've, you know, sort of been mixing these things for a while, but now have been devoting myself um, uh, to spirituality over uh, the last several years. I, I left academia um, uh, fairly recently. Oh, beautiful. So that's, that's a lot. And I love that. I love that calling. 
And it's funny when you talk about Playboy that it seems silly to you or maybe just like really funny that you would end up doing something like that. And I'm thinking not so funny. I think that, you know, there's and I would love to talk a little bit just briefly about, you know, um, what having written a whole book about it, you know, what was your thesis of this book? What, what were you finding about Playboy? You know, people only read it for the articles anyway. Right. That, that was the, the title I wanted for my book, but my publisher <laughs> nixed it um, for the articles. Um, I ended up arguing that Playboy was more pro-woman than anybody had given it credit mm-hmm. for. Interesting. Um, now, especially, uh, I don't know if, if, if you or maybe some of your listeners um, might be aware that there's been some news about Playboy recently in 2022. Um, with massive allegations of abuse and exploitation and such. Um, So I want to be very specific, as I always have been in discussing Playboy. I'm talking about the magazine itself. I'm not talking about Hugh Hefner's personal life. But I'm talking about the magazine in a pre-feminist context, particularly in the 50s, 60s, and early 70s. Mm-hmm. And I've always considered myself a very committed feminist. I mean, again, even in fifth grade, I was challenging our, our gym teacher uh, on that basis. But um, I was as surprised as anyone to discover that there was a lot more going on in the magazine than just sexism and objectification, which was there. But mm-hmm. there, there, there was also um, more going on in the articles um, and, and elsewhere. And so um, the book ended up being kind of um, a bit controversial, but also kind of groundbreaking in making this argument about Playboy. Mm. Yeah. And and I th- almost I mean, you'll tell me if I'm crazy here, but I see a, a through line to the goddess, you know, in, in when, when we look at female sexuality or we look at women as as the divine sexual being. You know, in many ways, and we we see this through courtesanship in in ancient times, and and um, you know, we we can find the the eros in in the feminine, and that it seems to me the puritanical religious perspectives of men are the ones who have kind of bastardized that into something that's that's debasing as opposed to something that's beautiful. Absolutely. And certainly someone like Hugh Hefner is a part of that process, right? Of course, anything that was presented in Playboy was presented for the benefit of primarily white heterosexual men. Um, So there is that version of women's sexuality through the male gaze in a patriarchal context. But I had this funny moment um, when I was doing research um, in the company archive, and I found all this fabulous um, material on, there were sort of letters from women writing into the company asking to, to be a playmate and talking about why they wanted to be a playmate and things like that. And I thought, you know, from a feminist perspective, these are women that historically we want to distance ourselves from, right? right? A patriarchal culture wants to judge them for their sexuality, but even from a feminist perspective, we want to judge them because we say that they are feeding into the the patriarchal culture, right? right? But I thought they're a part of women's history too. Mm -hmm. um, And they were operating in a very restrained context, right? So the, the avenues of female sexual expression in the mid 20th century, well, I mean, we can say for, 
much of Western history. Mm-hmm. Um, the avenues of uh, female sexual expression have been very, very limited. Correct. So for women who wanted to pursue that in some way, they only had certain options, right? right? And they were all options mm-hmm. um, that were constrained by a patriarchal culture. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that says a lot. So breaking out of that shell and and um, and moving into your uh, your own spirituality um, and your connection to to goddess and goddess ship. How did that happen for you? What was going on? Well, my first introduction to goddess spirituality was actually in college as an undergraduate. I took a feminist spirituality course mm-hmm. and um, I, I I would say that it was sort of my first introduction to it, but it didn't last for very long, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I began to sort of get a sense of the goddess as an energy that is here with us in this world, in all of us, right? Anti-hierarchical. And that was so inspiring to me. But once that course was over, which was, I think I I graduated right after that, that sort of faded away. And I began to think of goddess spirituality, witchcraft as sort of something, you know, undergraduate girls explore when they're just discovering feminism for the first right, time. And right, I, right. I wrote it off for a long time. Right. And um, I, I, it sort of popped up for me here and there, but I really allowed myself to open up to it again, um, again, about 10 years ago or so, when I realized that any conception of the divine right, is filtered through our human consciousness. Mm -hmm. And if it makes sense to me to relate to the divine as a feminine energy, that is no different or less than or less legitimate than the ways in which I was raised to think about the divine, which was as a masculine energy. And so it was really giving myself permission to relate to my spirituality in that way. And Mm -hmm. once I did that, everything opened up. And um, again, that was so much a part of this spiritual awakening that I had. Yeah, absolutely. And and there was a time when goddesses were worshipped and, and, and consulted and, and given offerings to and, and, and so, and that patriarchal monotheism kind of shoved all that aside. So, so it, it's been taking a lot for women to refine the divine feminine and men too, right. because certainly men have awoken to the divine feminine as well. Right. Fantastic. So you mentioned witchcraft. So what does it mean to be, as you refer to yourself on your website as a modern witch, what's a modern witch? Um, well, my practice is very eclectic, and I think in a lot of ways informal. I think a modern witch is someone who um, relates to her spirit, his or her or their spirituality, um, often connected to nature, um, uh, based in the cycles of the earth, 
but also informed in our modern ways of living, mm-hmm. right? We take so much from the past or what we think we know about the past. I think a lot of it is probably um, what we're projecting onto the past um, when we sort of resurrect these practices, mm-hmm. but sort of being inspired by the past, but grounding it in a modern way, mm-hmm. right? I'm a professional woman. Um, uh, I am a mother, but, you know, I'm dealing with my daughter and her school and, and, and all of these things and finding ways to practice in a grounded way that fits my busy schedule, mm-hmm. right? And sort of understands that these, I, I think these beliefs and these systems and these practices have to evolve with us. We can't stay anchored in the past or what we imagined the past to be. Otherwise, um, I, I don't think we're going to be able to take these things with us into the future, especially um, because of our modern relationship with the earth and the ways in which we're destroying it, right? And so we need to take these practices and think about um, how they can not only save us and help us, but literally save the planet itself. Yeah, absolutely. And and really beautifully said, because uh, it, we, you know, spirituality is, you know, throughout the years, and it's part of our collective unconscious, how we uh, express it shifts based on the way that we live, as you said, and, and in our modern times. And so, what would be, if if you can uh, share, what are some ways that we can bring spirituality into our daily lives now? Well, it's such a good question. And it's something that a lot of the women that I've worked with, they raise this question, right? How do I do this? Yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm busy. And yeah. I, I think that there are so many... Um, really lovely ways that we can practice in a formal way, right? There are the rituals, there are the moon cycles, there are the Sabbaths, but what do you do on a day-to-day basis when you don't have that time, that space, that energy? Right. And I think understanding that there can be a lot of trappings associated um, with a practice in witchcraft or feminine spirituality. There's the crystals, there's the candles, there's the tarot cards. And trust me, if you could see the room around me, I have (laughs) more than enough of all of that, but you don't actually need any of that. That's right. All you need is that inner connection. And so simply practicing gratitude each day. Mm -hmm. simply um, reaching out to your ancestors each day, um, saying hello, asking for guidance, uh, giving yourself one or two minutes to quiet down, focus on your breathing and try and connect with your intuition, set an intention for the day. All of these things are magic. And all of these things are ways of connecting that when you don't have the time and the space for the formal practices, you know, the really sexy stuff that I think most of us love and maybe even want more of, right. But the fundamentals are available to you at any time. Yeah. And I, I think that's such an important point is that your spirituality and your spiritual practice is not separate from your daily life. It is your daily life. Yes, exactly. When you can integrate that and understand that that connection is always there and everything and everyone is sacred. Right. Then you are constantly um, in practice. 
Exactly. And, and, you know, the same thing goes for meditation, right? We think, oh, we have to light the candles and sit down and we did it and it's very formal. And yes, those are beautiful things, but also what would it be like to have a deep, deep meditation while you're washing the dishes or cleaning the cat box or doing the laundry, you know what I mean? Um, And, and so how do you stay in that state of connectedness? Right. Um, And that's, that's such a beautiful thing. And I think it takes a lot of pressure off people who might want to incorporate spirituality into their life. Um, And, you know, when we talk about divine feminine or goddess energy, um, a lot of women uh, wonder is there a particular goddess I'm supposed to hook up with? Or, you know, how do I start learning about the goddesses? What would you recommend? Um, well, I I have heard said many, many times, and I and I do believe, it's, I don't think this is 100%, but I think this is very often the case, that spirit can communicate to us through the language we already have, through the Mm -hmm. symbols we already have, right? So if you literally knew of one goddess, you would probably connect through images and symbolism of that goddess, or if you received a message in a dream or something. Mm -hmm. But if you knew of 10 or 20 or 100 goddesses, you would be much more open because you would be available to those symbols in more ways. So I think if somebody particularly is looking to um, explore goddess spirituality, again, first of all, don't stress about it too much. I don't think that there are any rules about this, but just start exploring. You can look online, you can look in books and start to just get a sense of how humans um, throughout time have related to goddess energy. You might notice different personalities popping up that resonate for you. Mm -hmm. And then I think once you sort of open that door and open up that dialogue, then the, 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 the symbols, the images, the personalities that you need to connect with will come to you. So I don't think you have to work super hard to figure out who am I supposed to connect with? Right. Right. Um, I think if you just sort of chill and open Mm -hmm. and just start exploring in whatever way feels organic and natural, you're going to find who you need to find. Yeah. And, and they will find you. And yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. I love that. It's so organic and natural, right. To, to lean into your own, uh, your, your own calling of, of the goddess or goddesses that might wish to work with you or that you wish to work with. And, and that's, um, again, it takes a lot of pressure off this, this idea that, as you said, that we have to do it a certain way or it's wrong. Right. Right. So I remember back in the day, probably in the early aughts, I was uh, a solitary witch and I was doing my work. Um, I had my book of shadows. It was beautiful. And, and, um, and I remember being very connected. And one of the things I loved so much about doing that was that it was me and spirit and that's it. And whatever happened, happened to me because it was meant to happen. And when we realize it's, we have a very personal connection to the divine in whatever form it, it comes. But in this case with goddess spirituality, um, it's such a, it, it just makes it more personal and therefore more vibrant. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what I tell people is you're already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like th- There's no there there. <laughs> or if there is, it's already in you. Mm-hmm. Right. So all you have to do, I think, to, to start 
is make the choice. Allow yourself, give yourself permission to open up this connection and see what comes to you. Yeah. Right. If you um, decide that you believe in this, you believe in signs, you believe in the connection, and then um, a deer shows up in your backyard tomorrow, Google deer and goddess and mm-hmm. see who comes up. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, 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 Maybe it won't seem like it makes any sense to you, but maybe it will resonate for you. And then you start to just follow those breadcrumbs, right? Yeah. It's already there. Yeah. You don't need anybody to, to um, I believe, I think other people b- believe differently, but I believe you don't need anybody's permission. You don't need anybody to initiate you. Um, this is already a part of all of us. You just have to give yourself permission. Beautiful. I love that. And I think that's very freeing too. Mm-hmm. Um so what's the point of all this, Carrie? What's, why, do, why do we want to connect to the divine, to the goddesses, to, you know, what, what purpose does that serve either on a personal level or a global level or both? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I'll try to narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I think that on a huge soul level, right, it's about our soul's evolution, Mm-hmm. And when we find our spiritual path, and I don't think that there is any one right path, right? There's the right path for you. Um, I think that it aids in your spiritual evolution and why you came into this life mm-hmm. in these various lifetimes, right? Mm-hmm. But I also think that as we know from religion and spirituality in general, it provides so much of a safety net for us in our lives. Mm. I think that it, it brings me greater joy in good times. I think it has absolutely gotten me through the worst times. And I think what is particularly special about this path is that it's so sparkly and magical. Like I say that all the things I wanted to believe in as a child, I have learned are real. Mm. And like, how cool is that? It makes life in the world and the universe so interesting and magical. Um, I, I just, it's awesome. Like, why wouldn't you want to do it? <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it brings you that, that personal connection, which is, um, which is important, but also, and I'm going to take it a step further and see what you think about this. When we are vibrating at our highest frequency, that's infectious and we're raising the vibration of everyone that we encounter. Right. Um, and and that makes the the energy around us so much clearer and cleaner and and more progressive in many ways. Right, right. And and that's I mean, we can say that's what the world needs right now. Or we can also, and or we can also say that is what is happening in the world, and that's why we see so much of a reaction against it, right? Ah. Because more and more of us are raising our vibration, and then the energies that aren't comfortable with that are fighting back. Yes, right. Um, but hopefully, that does mean that we are actually, in spite of most appearances, um, moving in a, a positive, uh, supportive direction. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, um, 
we were talking very briefly before we started recording and you said you have a new project right now, a new business. Yeah. Would you like to tell us about that? I would love to. It's actually called Nerd Witch Writing <laughs> and Creative Consultation. Um, I, you know, it, we, we started this conversation talking about sort of my academic life and my spiritual life. And I feel like I have finally really and truly found a way to integrate both of them in a really smooth way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a natural born writer, published author, like that's you know, kind of my superpower. And so what I'm doing um, with Nerd Witch Consulting is supporting uh, spiritual, conscious, wellness coaches and entrepreneurs in their uh, pursuing their dreams. Um, so I support writing, uh, copy editing, as well as a uh, 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 graphic creation, social media uh, creation, things like that. And um, this is this is very new for me, but it's like people are coming out of the woodwork. They need this help. And so I can sort of be my intellectual self and also be my witchy spiritual self mm-hmm. um, in supporting like-minded entrepreneurs. So um, it's it's been a lot of fun so far. That's fantastic. And it also speaks to what we were just talking about, which is to share and spread the, this message uh, as it's moving through each individual person that you're working with who wants to perhaps publish something and get the word out there um, uh, you know, as they see it or as they are experiencing it, which just keeps the conversation going. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, beautiful. So how can listeners find you? You can find me either at uh, Nerd Witch Consulting on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and you can also find me at Ancient Magic Modern Living on Facebook, um, uh, and particularly there uh, for remote tarot readings and uh, intuitive development work and such. Beautiful. Okay. And I'm, and I'm going to have your links in the show notes so everyone can find you. And um, I just want to thank you for such a wonderful conversation today. It's been a real pleasure to talk about such important things. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I, I love it. I appreciate being here. My pleasure. 